I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. You have part of my attention. You have the minimum amount. I'm a guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. You got a lot of problems, don't you? Oh, it's good to be back. Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. Definitely eat shit. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. You can't handle the truth. I said I wouldn't be back. I am back. I don't know why. I'm ready for this hell all over again. Uh, Jurassic Park is still 92. It's still 92. It is not sat well this entire time. Um, also, Cole, I think you need to add the Robert Downey Jr. Uh, it's good to be back at the end because that would make the perfect end. I'm just giving some close notes. Um, Bowman. I think you did okay last week. You had a big miss. Everybody had a big miss. Um, how do you feel? Um, and how much? How many times are you going to backpedal this episode? Okay, well, just making that reference. Um, I will probably backpedal. Oh, yeah, I'll backpedal a little bit. But, you know, that's okay. Does, that, does me saying that count as backpedaling? I don't even Sure! Robert, take okay. There's a while less drinking game that's going on for the past few years. So, uh, fast few next week. So, this is going to be interesting. Jake. Um, you watched Kangaroo Jack this week. Um, I'm kind of concerned for you, but, um, what, uh, how do you feel like your list is going to do this week? Well, you put me under the bus with that. Um, yeah, yeah, I think last, last week went well. I, I know some people uh, have differing opinions on shoot em up. Uh, I watched it again <laughs> and it was still amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm going to continue that, that's a train of craziness. Well, I avoided carrots all week because of it. So, Noho, uh, how are you doing tonight? Um, will we see something that is made before 1980? Uh, spoilers. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Uh, I like this portion of the list more than my last one, and I think everyone else will as well. I think this list sort of progressively gets better over time until it crescendos in a divisive number one um so we'll see how this goes all right and the only other person in this community that thinks they're right more than me kirk how you doing Do you hey i'm like doing all right good list? you had the best list last week even i'm gonna run, run that, uh, as long as i can um yeah. i've enjoyed that moral victory all week uh <laughs> but you know it'll probably all come crashing down around my head tonight very quickly all right. Well, this will be the same. It's the same every week, but this is the top 100. Again, I brought everybody in to give me the personal top 100. We'll make a combined list. We already have the combined list. Me and Coho have worked on it. Well, Coho has worked on it. I just said yay. Um, but we're going to start with uh, Boatman. You're going to give us your 90, your 89, and your 88. So go ahead. Okay. Uh, my 90 is Children of Men. Yikes. All right. My 89 is Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Okay. And my, oh, what? And my 88 is The Player. Was 90 a yikes in this episode or to a different episode? Different episode. Okay. Gotcha. Good. Okay. So uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. This is kind of like a last hurrah type of Western I think uh, it's it's kind of very interesting because it's where the westerns were ending, but it's also very like 
postmodernist, the raindrops keep falling on my head sequence. I think Paul Newman and Robert Redford have a lot of fun bouncing back and forth off each other, and it's super fun. There's a lot of great moments. There are no rules to a knife fight. Uh, I just like this movie a lot, um, and it's, it's one of my favorite westerns. Um, your next one? My 88 is The Player. Uh, this is super interesting, kind of Hollywood uh, dramatic comedy. I think Tim Robbins is excellent uh, and just kind of a great inside look at Hollywood while also being like a fun mystery and a dark comedy. And uh, I just, it's one of the, mo the most recent addition to my list because I just watched it like a couple weeks ago and it's fantastic. All right. So uh, 89, this is the one that I've missed. I have not watched Butch Cassidy. Um, it's one that's been on my list for a long time. I just have not uh, gotten around to see it, so I can't say much. Uh, the one I can say a lot about is 88 is The Player. Um, I just watched this this week. I just watched it two days ago, I think, um, and I think this movie is incredible. Uh, I kind of like – it's like riding a Hollywood tour bus and you, like, see all the, like, stars around. Like, that's what you see in this movie. But the overall – the plot and acting in this movie is crazy and how like how this community doesn't talk about this movie more is kind of confusing because this is like one of the perfect movies for this community i feel um just because of one it's like inside hollywood and inside making movies and all that side and then the kind of like crime element to this movie is and you you, you get that sinking feeling the entire movie as it drags on so uh Absolutely love this movie. It would probably make my top 100. It probably, with more watches, will probably go even higher. So, well done so far with that. Uh, Jake, uh, let's see what uh, you have to offer. Uh, my number 100, we've already done that. Not, number 90 is the documentary Exit Through the Gift Shop. 89 is, uh, much like Shoot 'em Up, The Rundown. And Chow, and 88 is Itumama Tabian. <laughs> Thank you for adding the question mark. That's part of it. Okay, so number 90 is Exit Through the Gift Show. Uh, this is a documentary uh, about uh, artist Anxi, and it's kind of like a character study, more specifically about the guy that's trying to find Banksy. It's a French guy named Perry. Uh, who just video records everything and he eventually is able to meet with Banksy and they become friends and it's basically just a celebration of, of art and I really enjoy watching it. It's very engaging. Uh, it's narrated by Reese Farns who played the lizard in Paul Yama's the Spider-Man movie and it's really just engaging just to see everything, kind of the sequence of events in fruition. Uh, my 89 is The Rundown. Uh, that is the 2003 film starring The Rock and Sean William Scott. Um, this is just really one of my favorite action movies. This is a lot of fun to watch. It's about a bounty hunter trying to find a guy in the South American jungles. Uh, in Australia, it's called Welcome to the Jungle, which I think is a better title, but that's regardless of the point. I really love the action sequences in this movie. They're very engaging and very unique, and it's just not what you expect. There's a great fight scene where The Rock fights 20 small Tarzan Jiu-Jitsu guys, and it's amazing and entertaining to watch. Really like the score as well. Really good, fun action movie. Rosario Dawson's also an anchor for walking to that guy. And then 88.8 is, I don't know what that was, but because uh, 88 is Itamama Tabian, Fonsecron's film from 2001. 
It's about two guys going on a road trip with a uh, older woman uh, during the uh, Mexican political uh, kind of era of what was going on and how things were shifting. That's kind of the background and kind of just the relationship that forms between all three characters. Um, there's a lot of nudity, but it's just really about just intimacy and the relationships that they kind of uh, it kind of happens with all three of them. And uh, yeah, I really love the ending as well. Really fun, good. A different kind of coming of age movie that I think a lot of people who like that genre should get into. Okay, um, so uh, ninety, um, I haven't seen. I didn't even know this movie exists or this documentary. I think it is. Uh, I looked yeah. it up. I haven't seen this one. So, sure, everybody in the community check it out. If it, if he described it where he doesn't sell movies very well, the rundown is something I have seen, and I'm a little shaken back that it's on your list. Um, with the Christopher Walken as the bad guy in this, um, it's just funny to me. There's a whole sequence of Rock and Charles William Scott like do the rumble in the jungle of a Muhammad Ali, like float like butterfly, sting like bee. It's very cringy at a point. Um, the action sequences are not bad. I will give you. I will say this is this is like this movie and Walking Tall are like two good ones from The Rock, I think, from this time period. So I don't think it's a terrible movie. It's just freaking random for you to have it, which I guess because it happens, I think, in, it happens in Australia, right? So that's that, sure, cool. That just makes a movie even better for you. Um, and no, have not seen this last one. Um, so I will check it out. Uh, Coho, give us something that we all have seen. So go ahead. Sure. Oh, Kirk. Kirk, you okay. give us something we haven't maybe seen. I don't know. Um, we'll see. Uh, my ni number 90 is the original 1968 version of Planet of the Apes. Um, I just like these better. Um, I'm not going to you know, fight anybody to death if they like the newer versions better and say those are technically better movies. They might be. Um, but I really enjoy uh, just the that, that 60s, you know, probably LSD-fueled aesthetic of just crazy sci-fi. Um, you know, I love... Let's say you know, 90 to 88, just saying. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. So, okay. Uh, well, for this... Sorry, sorry. Shush! I just get to yell at him later. You shut um, up the entire thing. Go to your 89. Uh, 89 is, my 89 is the debt. Okay. And what's your 88? My 88 is the Dark Knight. Yikes. Nice. Later episode. Uh, okay. So if you want to talk about more about LSD, go back. Yeah. Uh, sorry, just so excited to talk about the apes. Yeah, um, just I love the costume design. I love the uh, the, the 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 apes. Uh, I love Heston's uh, over, over the top performance. I love that cacophonous score, uh, that Rod Sterling script, that Twilight Zone style script. Uh, just a really fun movie, um, and just those older sci-fi movies. You know, they're not they don't look perfect, but there's a, a a physical weight to them that the modern versions just don't have, and um, I really love it. Uh, like I said, my 89 is The Debt. Um, this is probably one a lot of people haven't seen. This is a movie about uh, some Mossad Nazi hunters uh, who are, you know, lauded as heroes because in the past, uh, back in the 60s, they hunted down, you know, this, this you know, evil uh, Nazi boss and you'd be captured and they took care of him, killed him. Uh, but then, you know, you flash forward in the future and you find out, you know, the story they told wasn't exactly what happened. Um, it's Jessica Chastain as the younger version of the main character, Helen Vernon as the uh, older version. And, you know, kind of, it's like, you know, story about the chickens coming home to roost when, you know, you don't, you know, tell the truth and, you know, you have your secrets and your lies. And, you know, at the end, Helen Murn has to kick some ass. I just think she's a really cool lady and I really like her and I like her performance. 
Um, and my 88 got yikes. Yeah. Okay. So, Planet of the Apes. I've seen these movies one time. Um, I think to say that they are uh, better than uh, the recent Apes, I well, no, 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 sir, not even close. Uh, I don't like these movies. I think they are. I always think when I watch the Planet of the Apes movies, it's like in Step Brothers when he's like, "It's okay that mine's not movie quality." Is exactly what I feel like most of the time because they were not ready to make apes on screen. I get it. It's iconic. It has those moments. I think, I think the first one is way better than all the ones that follow. So 90, I'm not going to give you too much shit. Uh, 89, the debt. I looked at the poster. And I thought this movie was fake. Um, it just looks fake. It has uh, Sam Worthington and Jessica Chastain holding guns and then Helen Mirren looking all like intimidating. I was like, this movie never existed. It did. So I'll have to check that out at some point. You actually sold it pretty well. It's uh, So I will actually check that one out because it seems interesting. I just didn't think it was real. All right, Coho, take us through the 2010s. Oh boy. All right. So my number 90 is a movie that not a lot of people have heard of. It's 1966's version of 10 Little Indians. Forgive the name. Uh, my number 89 is Now You See Me. Uh, no my and my 88 is Real Steel. Just for the record, those two are 60% or lower if you're playing along at home. All right. So, uh, number 90, 10 Little Indians. Um, this is my favorite Agatha Christie book. I'm a huge Agatha Christie fan. I love murder mysteries. Um, they're probably my favorite kind of stories. Um, and basically, it's the story. It's a, an Americanized version of this story where a bunch of people um, are invited to this house party up in the mountains uh, in the Rockies. And they um, can only get on and off this resort by a lift. The lift is broken and they start being killed one by one to a nursery rhyme called Ten Little Indians. Uh, and it is thrilling. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, black and white. I think it's one of my only black and white movies on my list. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good time. If you haven't seen it, uh, I recommend. Um, May 89, Now You See Me. Uh, is this movie objectively great? Probably not. But is it great in the sense of you get Jesse Eisenberg Woody Harrelson, Isla Fisher, Dave Franco, and Mark Ruffalo as, like, magicians pulling off crimes. Hell yeah, it's fucking fun. Uh, I enjoy Now You See Me a lot. Um, I go back to this one every so often. Uh, I think it's just a really fun time, uh, especially Eisberg and Harrelson uh, back and forth in this movie. Uh, and Real Steel. Uh, Hugh Jackman's one of my favorite actors. Uh, I love Hugh Jackman. Uh, and this is a really fun one. This is, like, my quintessential cable movie. If it's on TV, I stop and watch it. Uh, and this wasn't going to make my top 100 until I really thought about it last time. Like it came on TV and I watched it. I was like, oh yeah, no, I would definitely put this. Like I'd put this in like my eighties range. Cause it's like, whenever it's on, I have to stop and watch it. It's a good time. It's fun. So yeah. Okay. Tim little Indians haven't seen. Did you actually look up when the release date of the United States was? So you could have 66. Cause IMDb says 65. So I'm just curious on that one. Uh, it, it's 66. Uh, I know by United States. Oh. I just like you did some extra work to find out exactly. Um, uh, no, I haven't seen this movie. Sorry, uh, I, that one would never jump off the screen to make me watch. So I'm going to be honest with you. That title was not great. Um, next one. And now you see me. I can tell the future. This is on somebody else's list in the future. Um, now you see me is uh, is a fun movie. I like the concept of this movie. I don't think it's great because it has Eisenberg and I'm not a huge Eisenberg fan. I can't, I honestly can't stand him. Um, but like the magicians and like the like heist kind of thing 
is an interesting concept. Then they throw Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman in there, and you're like, what the hell are you doing? It's fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of weird. Uh, but it's a coho pick, so it's eight night. Um, and then Real Steel. I'm, I'm... I remember when this movie came out. I said, Rock and Socket Robots. Why are we doing this? And then it got good reviews, and I was like, I'm still not checking this out. I watched it one time. I was like, that's fine. That is that is fine. I don't think it's great. Um, it's whatever. Okay. So the gloves come off. Everybody gets to talk. Here we go, Boatman. Take us to 87. All right, 87. It's going to be a yikes. Birdman. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Already yikes. Uh, my 86 is uh, Ghostbusters. Yikes. Wait, which Ghostbusters? The good one. Okay. So 2016. Okay. Texas. Okay. Gotcha. Yikes. Texas here. Yikes. I'll I'll take it. I'll take. I'll just. I'll go ahead and take a drink for that statement. Uh, What's your next? Um, Eighty-five is Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Yikes. Okay. Assuming all all of these are to different episodes. Just one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nothing tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And 84 is There Will Be Blood. Uh, yes. Later on. <laughs> hey, Boat, shut Bo- the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> What's your 84? Was that it? There will be is 84 blood. is There Will Be Blood. Oh, Thanks yeah. for coming, Boat. I thought I thought you were yikes a lot this episode. I just didn't know where. I forgot it's all a chunk. So, Jake, take us to your list. <laughs> That was quick. Um, 87 is Blade Runner 2049. All right. Talk about it. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so this is, of course, the sequel to Blade Runner. Um, you, a lot of sequels, especially when they're you know, made 30 years plus after the original, certainly hard to live up to expectations. But I think this is, in my opinion, better than the original. Uh, this has just a lot more going on stories. I think Ryan Gosling is just much more of an engaging character than Harrison Ford's character in the original. That being said, I really do like Harrison Ford in this movie. Their dynamic and also just kind of the mystery that kind of further resolves itself during the movie is fascinating. It's, just, it's kind of a concept that you just don't really get in movies, and especially in like a science fiction movie like this, about a child being born through a robot, essentially, and kind of what makes kind of further explores the themes of what makes us human and, you know, the tarot uh, model of more human than human. Uh, the cinematography is in, in, impeccably gorgeous and one of the greatest visually stunning movies of all time. Roger Deakins is a legend. Uh, this is definitely top five most beautiful films ever made. I uh, production design, visual effects, everything comes together perfectly to tell the story, and I'm going to stop because everyone's looking up to. Okay, um, I've said it before. I think Blade Runner 2049 is the better Blade Runner. Um, I nothing that not that I don't like Blade Runner the first one. I just like where this one goes and where it tells the story. Some person on call thinks it's a terrible, boring, <laughs> awful movie. But that person has yeah, blue hair. Kirk, so what the fuck is wrong with you? That person has blue hair. We don't need to listen to that person. <laughs> he also thinks Deacon shouldn't have won the award for this. Uh, this, uh, um, which is, which I don't agree with either. I think this movie is fantastic. I think this movie is amazing. So good choice. Uh, how close was Blade Runner or Blade Runner twenty forty nine making your list, guys? 
confession time. I haven't seen either Blade Runner movie. Oh, oh. Okay. Um, it's probably floating in my top, uh, top 200 somewhere. I really like this movie. The visuals are amazing. You know, everything Jake said is absolutely correct. Um, I love where this movie takes the lore. I like that it doesn't try to be just Blade Runner 2. Like it goes somewhere else with it and ex expands that story in that world. Um, the only thing bad about it is the horrifying Uncanny Valley uh, Sean Young at the end. I mean, that is just nightmare fuel. Um, you know, Tarkin in Rogue One looks fantastic compared to Sean Young in uh, Blade Runner 2049. She looks like a <laughs> melted wax candle in that movie. It's awful. And it did that. that's the one the one negative thing I'll say about it, but otherwise, I love it. Uh, I don't like either one, if I'm being completely honest. I find them really long and kind of boring. Uh, I like this one more than the original, uh, but... Yeah, at the end of the day, Blade Runner is just—I just don't like them. All right, Jake, what's your eighty-six? Uh, my eighty-six is oh, this is a Cody movie up to lately. Uh, this is a Razorhead. Uh, yeah. So, I no mean, one yanks it. No one yanks it. No. Are you sure? No. Are you no. sure? Okay, go ahead, Jake. I <laughs> um, yeah, this, uh, this is first film. Took in six years or seven years to make this movie. It really shows. There's lots of uh, crazy sets and the uh, prosthetics and special effects that had to be made done to make this film. I guess you know unique in the sense. Uh, this film is very hard to follow. I guess if you if you're watching this for the first time, this film's black and white. It's about a guy who is basically raising a child. It's kind of like the metaphors of you know raising a child and kind of how hard it can be on certain people, and it takes weird turns as dream sequences uh, involving his head being turned into pencils. It's one of those surreal films that if you want to get into that sort of stuff, this is definitely one of the few to get into first and kind of just see like what kind of the that kind of uh, that world can take you into and the ideas and you know I really like just watching films without any structure to them and. More about just the uh, kind of ideas of the. Uh, actually, yeah, I really think this movie's great, and people should watch it. And I'm I'm glad Cody that you gave it a shot. Um, you'd never have to see it again now. But um, well, what I will I will tell Jake I appreciate him is that he didn't expect me to like it, so that that makes me feel better. Um, I watched I watched this movie for the first thirty minutes. I stood there and wa I, I I watched the whole I watched thirty minutes. And then I rewound the first 30 minutes to wonder what the fuck was I watching? Because I think I missed something, and I didn't. It's just how the movie is. It is just, I just, it is, I, I put it in my letterbox review, and I stand by it. This is the most uncoding movie I've ever watched in my life. I respect for what it did, but this could never be close to what I would consider fun, enjoyable, a good movie. I don't think it's good, um, and I'm sorry, Jake, but it, it is not it is not my cup of tea. Um, everybody else, did you guys have this one close to your list? Um, I have not seen it. It's on my list to see it because I know I should, 
but I doubt I'm going to like it. I haven't seen much David Lynch, but what I've seen, I haven't been a huge fan of. Um, but I am going to give it a chance at some point. I think I'm more pissed, Jake, that you told me it took him this long to make the movie. Yeah, yeah. He had to shoot this on weekends because <clears throat> I think he's still studying at the. I think I think that's why it pisses me off even more that it took him that long, and this is the result. <laughs> but fair. I haven't seen it. I feel like David Lynch is just Jake Marangoni in 30 years. <laughs> I'll take that. That's a that's a compliment right there. It's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> I don't care. Go to your 85. Uh, 85 is... Oh, this is going to be interesting. Um, this is uh, Akira. The animated film from Japan. Uh, Akira, Akira. I, how do you want to pr- pronounce it? Uh, this is... Uh, you know, I don't really have a lot of anime... On my list, I'm not really like a big fan of that sort of stuff. Maybe just because I haven't really seen a lot. Um, but this is one that I remember watching as a teenager and kind of just being in like just really enjoying the uh, the universe that this film creates. It takes place in the future, not too distant future. I think it actually takes place in 2020, Tokyo, which is funny. Um, and this basically details you know the neo post-apocalyptic, techno-futuristic. Uh, I think it's called Neo Tokyo the City, and it's about, kind of like Chronicle, if you imagine it as a Japanese anime film. There's telekinetic people in it, and there's massive destruction on a city level. Some amazing animation in the movie, but just the way that they capture light and neon light is had not really been done before since Akira, and kind of what the film is about is really interesting and engaging and if you yeah, kind of like that sort of stuff I, I feel like there's not really much to talk about everyone or most people who like this type of movies have seen that hero um so this is one i have not seen i am not big on anime either um i've admitted that there's there's some that i definitely want to watch it's just getting the like sit down and actually watch it um but yeah i haven't seen this one uh but it's been on my list for a while everybody else on a cure I've seen it. Um, I've seen it. I'm not a big anime anime guy either, but I like this. There's a lot of cool stuff, like Jake said. There's a lot of cool animation. That scene where like the the uh, all the toys come to life um, <laughs> is really is really crazy. Um, and just I like how that they really go for it. A lot of that's a lot of in that sense with the animation. Um, but yeah, again, the, the genre isn't just my bag, but out of the genre, this is a really good movie. Okay, what's your eighty four, Jake? 84 is uh, um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which I'm pretty sure you can still see. I still have my poster on my, uh, on my wall. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, yeah, this is about um, Hunter, S. Tom- Hunter S. Thompson and uh, his, uh, his journey in Las Vegas, a journalist. And is his character Rel Duke. It's kind of weird. They have like, it's like pseudonyms or alter egos. I really don't un- exactly understand. But Rel Duke and about Johnny Depp and his friend played by Benicio Del Toro and basically taking psychedelic drugs and journalism. And it's, um, it's, it's there is no, I kind of not really a plot to the movie. So I mean, stuff happens in the movie. You see giant lizard people in one Las Vegas scene. Um, it's it's Terry Gilliam doing what he usually does. Um, the, the music's also really good. There's a uh, cameo appearance by C- Cameron Diaz, Toby Maguire, and there's a, a small scene with Christina Ricci. Uh, yeah, this film is basically like taking acid without taking acid. The experience is there. The way that 
Terry Gilliam lights a scene and where you use the camera makes you want to die. And I really like that. Let me tell you what, Jake. If I want to take acid, I don't want to take it with Johnny Depp anywhere near me. I'm going to be honest with you. So this good. movie... This movie's fucking weird. This movie is weird. My sister growing up was a huge Johnny Depp fan, and we had to watch every damn thing that man was in, and this was one of them. And how she argued with this is a good movie. I was pissed. Like, I didn't... I, crazy. I'm a crazy person. I understand this. I like movies with plot. I like movies that tell me a direction to go, and it has an ending, and it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. I know insane stupidity i don't want to go on a free ride through las vegas on shrooms and acid with johnny depp i would not watch this movie i'm be honest with you do not watch this movie. i mean i kind of did it uh everybody else on this one if you're playing the drinking game i am so sorry i have not seen this movie neither has boatman um i haven't seen it but I really wanted to. And Jake gave, like, the worst description I've ever heard to make me not want to see this movie. I still kind of want to. But, like, Jake pushed this back on my <laughs> like, 30 spots. Kirk? Uh, I, I saw this when it first came out. And back then, I really didn't know much about Hunter S. Thompson or what the whole you know the whole scene was, uh, and so I I saw it like based on the trailers, like oh that looks kind of funny and weird and fun. I'll go see that. And I saw like what is this? I have no clue what's going on here. And so that kind of turned me off. I haven't seen it since. If I watched it now, I think I'd have a better appreciation and understanding of what's happening. Uh, so I'll have to watch it again sometime. But now, were it's you high right during there. the first viewing? I was not. That's your problem. Which is probably All a mistake. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kirk. Okay, what are we on? Number 87, right? Yep. Okay, wait. Was that his 84? I believe so, right? Yeah, it was, okay, it, yeah. was indeed his 84. Okay, all right. My 87 is uh, original 1933 Invisible Man. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> oh, oh, this this one. Um, yeah, this is, um, I'm a big fan of the, uh, whole like universal classic monsters thing. Uh, it's something I've been getting into the past couple years and I really like this one. This one is set itself apart because, uh, first of all, this is the only one where it's a lot more modern where the bad guy, where the monster, so to speak is like just a killer, just like a bad, a really bad person. Like usually like they're misunderstood or they're a monster. There's something mysterious. About this guy is just crazy. And he wants to kill people. Uh, Claude Rains is fantastic. He's shooting up the scenery as the Invisible Man. Um, just a lot of great scenes. The, the effects for being almost 90 years old actually really hold up. And uh, they're a lot of fun just to see how they did all the invisibility effects. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I got a soft spot for this movie. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I prefer Hollow Man with Kevin Bacon. I... No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> But uh, I have not seen this one. What a flipping shocker for everybody. Um, they made movies in the 30s? Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, everybody on The Invisible Man, why did this mystery list go? Haven't seen it. Let's go again. Haven't seen it. That was I actually have seen it. Kirk is the reason I saw it. Um, and I really, really enjoy this one. Uh, this is my favorite of the Universal Monster movies I've seen. 
Uh, I really like the the psychological elements of it, and it's also just super fun. Uh, Claude Rains is legitimately one of the best actors of that era. Era, so I think uh, he was kind of the perfect choice to handle it. You also have uh, Henry Travers and Elsa Lanchester in there, and that's a lot of fun. Henry Travers, not Henry Thomas. I hate you. That's a reference that no one get. All right, eighty six. Uh, my 86 is probably a movie no one's expecting. It is Run, Fatboy, Run. Uh, <laughs> That's the, uh, rude. The, cl the classic uh, David Schwimmer directed Run, Fatboy, Run. Uh, yeah, this movie, ever since I saw this, just is really you had, a, had a special place in my heart. Uh, it's not my fi favorite Simon Pegg movie, but it's my favorite Simon Pegg performance. Um, it's him doing what he does best. It's that he's that sad sack with a heart of gold who really wants to figure out a way to be better, but just doesn't know how to do it. Um, and it's about, he is, um, he split up from, I don't know if they were married, his wife or his girlfriend. They have a kid together. Uh, you know, she's estranged. She's with another guy. And he's trying to uh, get back into her life. And her new boyfriend is a marathon runner. So he's fat, out of shape. He smokes, he drinks. And he decides, okay, I want to run a marathon. And I'm going to show you, you know, my dedication to you and, and to our family. Uh, and so it's his story of him trying to do that. And, Besides maybe Rocky, I've never seen a movie where the sport, a sports movie, where the sport is a better, uh, you know, metaphor for life, and uh, what you know, just what, uh, you know, what like, you know, what the 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 the, the participating in that sport means to him. Shut up, Coho. You said real steel. I don't want to see that. Your your. I haven't fucking seen it. Call me out, I'm listening intently. <laughs> you two, Jake, in the rundown. I don't want to see any of side glances. God damn. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a. <laughs> um yeah, I really I it's just it's just great. If you haven't seen, it, check it out. It's a small little comedy, but uh, Simon Pegg's so great in it. Uh, the whole cast is great. It's just a really good movie. Oh my gosh, by the time we get to number one, people are going to be punching each other. This is great. Oh, shut the fuck up, girl. You had real steel. Um, okay. Um, oh, God, I'm about to die. Uh, I've not seen this movie. Bar, I was laughing at Bar's comment because he's like, what did you just call me? I was about to say the same thing. I'm like, excuse me? Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I've not seen this one. Uh, <laughs> the title pisses me off. I'm just going to be honest with you. What does everybody else think about Run, Fat Boy, Run? I haven't seen it. You don't have to drink, though. It wasn't made before 2000. Is this the go. original Britney, Britney Runs a Marathon? Runs a marathon. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, what does everybody else? I have not seen it, actually. I have seen this um, a while ago. Uh, yeah, I... This is like just a standard fun kind of comedy, I guess. Uh, directed by David Schwimmer, interestingly enough, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's okay. I, I I was a little like concerned when Kurt was talking about this is like the second best film to Rocky in the sense of like what the, it does for the sport. But I once he, when he was explaining it, I gotta go with it because it's about it, back of runs, metaphorically yeah. speaking. And so yeah, this yeah. this movie's just okay, Kurt. But the rundown and shoot him up. That <laughs> Go ahead. What's your next one? Uh, my next one is my 85. That is Arsenic and Old Lace. <sighs> oh. What the fuck? I thought maybe what this was the next. You bitches. <laughs> it was close. It was close. It was close. Uh, yeah, I just really love this movie. Um, 
Carrie's great. Uh, Carrie Grant is great. That I know, like you know, famously he hated this performance, um, and I kind of understand why because it's goofy and silly in certain parts. Um, but it's just so funny, and it's just such like a modernly dark comedy about two old women uh, who kill people to put out of their misery. They're just like these sweet old ladies you'd never expect. Um, but the whole cast, he, uh, Carrie Grant's great in it. Uh, Peter Laurie shows up later, and he's really good at it. it. Just it's based on a play, and you could tell it has like kind of that structure that. Uh, that size and that shape to it, you know, it's almost built like it's on a stage. Um, but it's just a hilarious comedy. Um, and I just really like it. I honestly wasn't prepared to talk about it because I thought it was going to be yikes. Okay. Damn it. Kirk's going to win like back to back weeks just because I know there are people in this call that have seen this movie. And the movies that you have put higher than this makes me so pissed off. Carrie Grant's facial expressions in this movie is like. I, you could just do a montage of those. Um, I think I th- I love this movie. Again, I will always say, J.D. West, thank you so much for putting it on Full Metal uh, Season 1, uh, which is the most weird choice coming from J.D., but I absolutely adore this movie. I think it's, it's funny. I think it is, has creepy elements. I think it does not feel from the 40s. It has... Such wit from today. I I think this movie is I think this movie is almost perfect. I I wouldn't change a thing about it. Um, uh, with the whole pro, him thinking he's Teddy Roosevelt and like digging, he digs in the basement thinking it's the Panama Canal. I there's just so much comedic elements in that, and then their straight faced humor the entire time when uh, when he pulls up something and he's like, what? Are well, yes, <laughs> they're so nice about it. But like you're killing people. Um, so. Uh, yeah, um, you know what to do. You can put up the graphic. Uh, you're all on fucking trial. Why is this not on somebody's list? Like, why do you hate right. this movie? And I'm mainly talking to Cohen. Um, so, uh, I really do like this movie. I've seen it the one time. I plan to rewatch it more. Uh, this is one that instantly is like going to be a every Halloween I'm watching Arsenic and Old Lace. Um, but. Seems like it'd be a favorite if it was going to be on every thir- October thirty first. I'm just saying. If I'm being honest, it was like one o two or one o three. It was that close to making it, but I felt like I had too many movies that I had only seen once that had punched their way on here. That I was like, if I put another one, I don't know if I can allow myself to do that. If I have like, if I had done it, I'd have had five movies I've only seen once on here, and I was like, I don't want to go that much. Uh, but it was very, very, very close to making the list. I'm, I'm definitely with Robert. Death or Exile? Your choice. Um, Death by Exile. Go ahead. Wait, who? Just whoever. I know. Um, I, 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 I'll, I love Jason. Well, Jake, you go. I have not seen this movie. Uh, there's one specific okay. reason I literally cannot find this movie. Okay. Uh, so when it was on the Full Metal list last year, I, that was the one film that I could not find and could not watch. So I was kind of annoyed. I Yeah, what can I do? That's fair. Um, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 2, and now, me, now you see me masterpiece. That's fair. Uh, I love that I, it came from Robert. I've seen them more. I've seen them more. I love this movie. This movie is just a victim of the fact that I've only seen it once and I haven't seen it in two or three years. I own it and I need to rewatch it. It's just, I just haven't gotten around to rewatching it and that's why it's not on the list. But it's an excellent pick and honestly, if I rewatch it, it probably would be on my list. You have Jason better Alexander's movie amazing. at this point. You have better, you have be- That's his name, right? Jason Alexander? 
What's the guy from Sunday? The guy who plays Teddy? The guy who plays Teddy, right? No, Ale Jason or Alexander. Jason it's Alexander. John Alexander. John Alexander. Sorry, fuck. George Costanza is not. Teddy. I was in the pool. I was in the pool. Yeah, I can just <laughs> no, imagine that. His um, name's his name's super similar to that. Hold on, Boatman gets a pass because he's had better movies on his list at this point. You, I'm fucked. You, you're fucked. okay. So, Kirk, congratulations. So far, you're you're winning two episodes. What's your next one? Uh, my number eighty-four is Cool Hand Luke. Uh, this is just, it's one of the best prison movies ever made. It's one of the best characters ever presented on film. And the way Paul Newman plays this character, so many great moments. Uh, that fight scene uh, between him and George Kennedy, uh, just stay down, stay down. And that just tells you everything you need to know about that character and everything you need to know about the movie. It's, it's basically the movie encapsulated in one scene. Uh, and just the relationship that forms between the two of them. And just this guy who is not going to quit who's not going to stay down uh, and just, you know, who's either too dumb or too stubborn and just to watch his journey, just see the emotion he goes through where he comes in all cocky and then he gets broken and he gets cocky again. Um, and he just can, keeps going. Uh, the scene where his mom dies, uh, the plastic Jesus scene, holy crap. I mean, there's nothing more gut wrenching I've ever seen in the movie. I think we, I just watched that. I was just watching some scenes to refresh myself before we went on the air and I watched that. I'm still feeling sad about it. That's one of the most sad scenes I've ever seen in the movie. And um, just, you know, the ending is just, is just devastating. Uh, it's a really, really great movie. Yeah, I mean, Garth's very quotable movie and um, a lot of great performances. I really love it. Um, so this is on, this is, this is the one I was going to watch today if I had time, but I had to work so I couldn't see it. But this is on my HBO Max watch list. Um, I wanted to see it. So I will be able to probably give a review for it to next week uh, on how I feel about it. It's one that I've been wanting to see. It feels like one, like there's those movies that come up and like it seems like that you not so you have to see them, but they they get talked about. So Cool yeah. and Luke is one of those that I've I've been told a lot to watch, but I've never seen it. Um, I think everybody like else, it. everybody else on Cool Hand Luke, does it have a plot? It does. Okay, it's above the list. Robert, Lucas, Zach, whoever's out there, I am sorry. I have not seen this movie. You have my HBO Max. You can see it. I will watch it, though. Uh, what we've got here is Jake hasn't seen the movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Boltman actually has seen this movie, and uh, I think uh, this is this is a good film. Uh, I think it's um, – yeah, George Kennedy is fantastic. Um, this movie will make you never want to eat eggs again. Um, but uh, I think it's a really uh, fantastic film, and uh, Southern Martin as the as the warden is fantastic. Yeah. Okay, um, that was your eighty-five, eighty-four. Okay, for you, so. take us during the journey because we thought the first three were fun. Let's see what the next ones have to offer. Hopefully, we start to get better. By the, way, by the way, I want to pause just for one quick second because we're running uh, a little fast. Um, just so anybody knows, by the end of this episode, I do not try to beat Coho up every time. He volunteered for this show. So just remember that every time he looks like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, he did this to himself. He did this to himself. I chose to, to like, I chose to like these movies. All right, number 87. <laughs> Is Kingsman the Secret Service? Um, so it's a great, it's a great movie. Honestly, uh, I love the way it kind of deconstructs spies, but also does it in its own unique way. I think Taron Egerton's really great in the lead. I think Colin Firth has a great chemistry with them. Uh, obviously, this was probably going to show up somewhere. My 
factions named after it. Uh, but um, I think <sighs> Mark Strong is great in this movie. I think it has just a really strong ensemble dynamic. The mythology of the Kingsman is really cool. Uh, just how they use their gadgets. And Samuel Jackson is legitimately uh, really fun to watch as the villain. Just he's he's hamming it up and he's doing the the Valentine character really well, but also kind of unhinged. Uh, just like right below the surface, a little unhinged, and I really like it. Um, yeah, great action. Maybe my favorite Matthew Vaughn movie. So yeah, I see what you did there, Coho. Unintentionally, but I see what you did there. You put. Force Awakens below the Kingsman, just like the season you think that you're higher up than the First Order. You bitch. I see it. I don't like it. Kingsman. I like this movie. I think this movie's fine. Um, I don't love it like a lot of people do. I don't think it's like crazy good. Um, but I, I do. There's a lot of parts I enjoy. Um, yeah, I have no problem with that one. Uh, this is this is a quality one. 87. I can't be mad at like. It probably is not my most rewatchable movie. I haven't even seen the sequel yet because people told me to avoid sequel's it. Sequel's not great. It's not um, great. So uh, everybody in Kingsman. This is but just not the faction, not the faction, because that's shit. But we're talking about the overall. We're talking about the overall movie. This is just a super fun movie, um, but it's not just like a lightheaded action movie. There is actually a lot of cool lore going on under the surface. I think this is an excellent film. But all the action is spectacular, and uh, all the performances, and it's just a lot of fun, super rewatchable. Uh, I kind of look at this more like a Men in Black movie almost, just more violent, and I think that kind of works. Yeah, it's, um, I like it. It's fun. It, there's some cool world building going on. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't consider it for this list, but it's, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's fun. Okay, Uh, I'm ready for the word yikes to be thrown around. My 86 is dog day afternoon. Yikes. Yikes. Yep. Expect (laughs) that. All right. So my 85. uh, Listen, listen, just real quick. Kirk's yikes on that one is like you coming to see your dad and say, hey, dad, I think I want (laughs) to. Go into show business and get a real job, damn it. You're not gonna support yourself. That's what the yikes felt like. I really did enjoy that. Go ahead. All right, my 85 is very recent. Not a lot of people saw it. It's waves. Um, I think it's a masterfully made movie. A masterfully made movie. I've seen it multiple times at this point. Okay. Um I think Kelvin Harrison Jr. is phenomenal. Uh, Taylor Russell's also a very strong co-lead with him. Um, the performance for me that I love the most is Sterling K. Brown, and I think he was absolutely robbed of not even being in the Oscar conversation. Um, I think the movie is extremely well made, not just on like a script and performance and story level. I think like the score from Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, the soundtrack that Trey Richards puts together, uh, just the way the music helps tell the story and the way that it's framed – uh, the movie gets smaller and smaller in aspect ratio as you get more claustrophobic with the main character and it slowly starts to grow again to parallel Taylor Russell's character storyline. And it's a really great choice. Um, it's really good. If you haven't seen Waves, please watch Waves. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I've not seen this movie. Um, you talk about it a lot. and mo- Normally when you talk about movies, I avoid them. Um, and that's nothing shot. I just, it didn't seem like a movie I would like. I think Paul told me I wouldn't like it either. 
I don't know. That's fair. There's a few people that told me I wouldn't like this movie. So um, go away. I have, people, you like I, have cats. People, I have people in this community that actually look out for me when I watch movies, which I appreciate. Um, what do you guys think about Waves? I have not seen it. Um, I've heard some positive things. I've heard some negative things. I'm curious. I'm going to watch it, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, there's a big reason why I haven't seen this movie. Uh, did not get released in Australia because I 100% have seen the movie, and I could. I guess it's on iTunes, but also I, this, it's much harder watching the movie and it's not on anywhere else for me to find. So I unfortunately have not seen it yet. I also why do you have... live in Australia. <laughs> Australia sucks. Okay. <laughs> Kind of does. It sounds like no, it's just uh, got big old fucking bugs. Uh, what's your next one? Uh, almost certainly going to be yikes by the Karen-looking motherfucker in the corner. It's almost famous. Yikes! Here it is. Karen. Was that only only one person's yikes on the almost famous? Yeah, it was just Batman. Oh, okay. Michael Campbell's going to murder you, Jake. I'm, I'm very surprised. We'll have a conversation later. Uh, Bowman, what's your 83? Okay. Right? Uh, yeah, it's 83. Yeah. 83 is Toy Story. The original. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think that this is a super duper fun film. Um, I mean, obviously, it's kind of a classic at this point. Um, but I, I think this movie doesn't quite get enough credit now because uh people kind of compare it to the other Pixar films but really looking back on this movie I remember rewatch I think that um it, it honestly is still super clever that screenplay is super well written um some of the animation doesn't hold up and I know Cody's going to bring that up but I think other than that it's honestly just kind of the perfect kind of funny duo road trip movie um, with Woody being more the, the tightly wound straight man, whereas Buzz being the, the more wild, ridiculous one. And that dynamic just works. I don't have an issue with this because, I mean, I don't want to give out the list, but, like, the first Toy Story is, is good. Like, I really like the first Toy Story. You're right, the animation does not hold up in 2020. And that's fine. I don't. I don't. They don't take me out of the movie. The first time I did, I was like, "Fucking Sid looks more terrifying now than I did when I was a kid." Um, but like, I think Toy Story Two is the better Toy Story. I've stayed. I stood on this mountaintop. I will die on this mountaintop. That's what I believe. If it's up there la later, cool. We'll just get to that later at a different point. You just seem like the pretentious hack that would only put it on there once because I only want one movie from a franchise. Um, everybody else on Toy Story though. This sounds to me. Fine, though. That's fine. Huh? Um, yeah, this is I I disagree with that. But this is the second best Toy Story movie. The first being Toy Story Two. Um, I remember watching this film a lot as a kid. Uh, do think this movie is great. One of Pixar's best. Definitely, uh, it, you know, does a lot for animation. Ch changed a lot. Um, but yeah, I just it's not my favorite. It's good. This goes back and forth with Toy Story 3 for me as my least favorite Toy Story. Not because they're either of them are bad movies. Just sometimes I connect more to Toy Story 3 and sometimes I connect more to Toy Story 1. I think 4 and 2 are both better than this movie pretty handily. Um, but I think it's a good movie. I think there's I don't think there's a bad Toy Story movie. So it's, I can't fault this pick. Uh, I don't know if I think it's the 
best. Uh, I like that it's the only Toy Story that tells an original story because the last three movies all tell the exact same story in different ways, and it gets kind of boring. Um, so I like that it's... Um, I, it deserves credit for not only being the first Pixar movie, but like really putting that Pixar idea out there of creating like these new worlds and looking at the world in different ways, which is you know just what Pixar does beautifully. Um, and it may be like the best. I mean, there's been four movies, so it has a little bit of advantage, but it may be the best one of the best worlds that Pixar has created. One of the best you know sets of characters. Uh, so yeah, it's not on my list, but it's it's solid. Hey, Bar, why don't you grow up and be an actual real human for once? That's a wrong ranking. Yeah, I just hear that ranking. Oh, I mean, obvious, obviously, he's obviously he's ranking worst to best because three is the dead worst. Dead on. Is the worst best. Kurt, this is what happens in four, the cinemas. Four, give you four, four might be better than two. No, what? No, two is the best one pretty handily. Hey, guys, if anybody out there, if you join the cinema asylum, we'll give you the nice pair of Nike shoes and drink drink Kool-Aid. But listen, it's tainted. <laughs> Don't do it, Joel. Die at night. Um, okay, so... Uh, Jake. It's me. Um, I think this is a yikes from earlier, so I don't know if it's going to still be. Um, my number 83 is Fight Club. Um, the cat yeah. appeared. The cat appeared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially. Uh, yeah, I did yikes that earlier. Yeah, that was my 98. Yeah, actually, okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, this is Dave Fincher, 99. Uh, this used to be one of my all-time favorites when I was a teenager. Uh, appropriate sort of about masculinity and freedom. Uh, there's a lot of films in 99 about kind of like the freedom from uh, the uh, mundane life. Um, I love everything about this movie from the cinematography, direction, performances by Edward Norton, Helena Bonham Carter, and uh, Brad Pitt. All three do fantastic with their characters. Um, I, I, it's really hard to talk anything new about Fight Club because this is one of those films that everybody has talked about and knows about. And uh, Yeah, it's really just tricky. I'm trying to think of anything new to say. Uh, Meat Life is really funny in the movie. He has a good scene. He has a good couple of scenes. His name was Robin Paulson. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of good ideas that the film is trying to talk about without it trying to enact any sort of anarchy in real life. Uh, Project Mayhem is pretty fun. And yeah, everyone sh everyone who probably has hasn't anyone who may have not seen this movie should go check it out. Yeah. That's a yeah, interesting. Uh, uh, I don't <laughs> what okay. Uh... <laughs> Kirk, you have it. Go ahead. Yeah, this is my 98. Um, yeah, like Jake said, this is, I mean, a couple years ago, even this probably was, I think it was like in my 50s, 60s somewhere. It's kind of dropped off a little bit, uh, but it's still a great movie. Um, a lot of it maybe doesn't hold up that great, but there's so much still that does. Uh, it's just such a great story, great characters. Uh, Tyler Darden is such a great original character. It's, you know, Brad Pitt had done a really good, a lot of good stuff up to this, but we really had, I don't think, seen him do anything like this and just kind of go crazy. Um, so this is this might be no, it's not my. I take that back. It's definitely not my best uh, favorite Brad Pitt, uh, but it's up there. Uh, and just again, this just that world it creates, and just that like kind of um, world that Tyler Dern lives in. That like kind of like behind the scenes, like when he's like the, you know he's working all those jobs and he's the waiter and he's the theater, and just like that like seedy underbelly uh, is so much fun. Uh, so yeah, I like I like this movie a lot. This is one of the most bro movies of all time. Um... And that's why it doesn't rank so high with me anymore. Like, because of like douchebags in college and stuff, you like tell them, like, oh, well, I ain't Fight Club. 
okay, well, Fight Club's not the greatest thing ever. Like, it's fine. So it's just been knocked on the peg. I think it's one of the most overrated movies of the 90s just because, not because I think it's bad, but it's been it's one of the most overhyped. Like, it is super overhyped at this point. And it's not making it bad. Like, I would still watch it any day. Like, I think it's a good movie. It's just, it's been blown up to a proportion. And now it's, like, I think settling back down, like how you both said it, like it's settling back down to earth um, where it sits. So, yeah. Not bad. Uh, you too, Fight Club. Uh, you were born in this year that it came out, so or around there. So uh, I have oh, uh, Fight Club well, babies. I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, let's do this right now. Uh, you have Nazi Fight Club. You have not. Uh, this is yeah. one that I've been purposefully avoiding because ev- the hype around it. It's one of those '90s movies that has a lot of hype around it as one of the best movies ever made. And I've also heard a lot of people say it's overrated. So if I go into it. With that hype, I feel like I'm already gonna unfairly hold it to a pedestal that I that it won't live up to. Um, I I did that with the Matrix for a long time, but I was surprised when I actually liked the Matrix. So I don't know, maybe I should give this one a chance, but I just haven't done it yet. Oh man, guys, I gotta tell you, it's really stuff existing in a stable economy, having you know no coronavirus, no anger, just living in a... It's super tough living in such a peaceful time as 1999. You all needed to grow up in the 90s. Seriously. Your life was not that difficult. You made like 20 movies about how much it sucks to exist in the 90s. I would literally murder Caleb Coho if I could live in the 90s. <laughs> I need to be put into witness protection program immediately. Wow. What the fuck just happened? Okay. okay. We uh, need to add Boatman has a weird tirade on the drinking game list. <laughs> What's your 83, man? Uh, my number 83 is uh, Bridge on the River Kwai. And uh, this is just a really great war movie, uh, really great, another great prison movie. Uh, Alec Guinness is really good in this, and just the, his character arc of, uh, you know, going from the, the guy who's trying to escape who finds something to latch onto, uh, even if it's maybe not what he's supposed to be doing, and then his realization at the end. Um, it really has some modern sensibilities in the fact where they um, humanize the enemy. Uh, you know the the, the 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 Japanese officer who runs the camp is uh, presented very uh, sympathetically, and you see the toll uh, that the war is having on him and on the uh, you know uh, just just on his psyche. Uh, so and you know, it's a lot of great characters. In this uh, beautifully shot by David Lean. Uh, really really great movie. Uh, really great looking movie. Uh, William Holden's great and a lot of little great performances. Uh, so yeah, it's one of my favorite war movies. Um, this is one I have not seen. Um, I just got to Paths of Glory. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little behind on some of the older war films. Um, but I really, I, I know that I like this movie. I just haven't checked it out yet. Um, is it Bridge Over the River Choir or Bridge On? Bridge on. Okay. Uh, that was in a play uh, So uh, what does everybody else think about this movie? Cohoe? <sighs> I haven't seen it. Uh, I've seen it. I think that this is um, a, just a very epic film, like all David Lean films. Um, it runs a little long. Uh, that's why it's not on my list, but uh, it's still really good. I, I love the dynamic between uh, the captain of uh, the the soldiers and uh, Alec Guinness. I think uh, as Alec Guinness kind of 
realizes why he wants him to build the, this bridge. I think it's uh, kind of fantastic. Um, again, I, it drags a little bit, but still a really good movie. Uh, correction, it was actually shot by Jack Hilliard, uh, directed by David Lean. Um, actually, have not seen the movie. Oh, sorry. Get your facts straight. Who shot the Who shot the rundown? Oh, uh, shit. Shit. Rhetorical <laughs> question. Rhetorical question. <laughs> Moving on. Be, be careful to one of the writers of Warzone, because that's coming up in the next match. Okay! Toho, uh, what's your 83? Um, I actually don't know how this is going to go down. Uh, my 83 is up in the air. Yikes. Later on. Cool, cool, cool. No doubt, no doubt. Okay. Uh, Bowman, 82. All right. Uh, my 82 is uh, 2019 film. Only 2019 film on my list. It's unplanned. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's stand behind this one. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, this is just a super-duper intense movie. Um, I think that, uh, you know, Adam Sandler is giving the best for the performance of his career in this. Uh, all the supporting actors really work. Um, but this movie just, it tears you from the inside out. Uh, this is how Boat wins the episode. Um, but no, uh, Uncut Gems is, uh, is I'm not going to win probably, but who knows. Uh, but Uncut Gems is just a movie that, like, rips you from the inside out because you keep wanting the character to make the right decision and he always looks like he's going to and then he doesn't and you just hate everything and you hate yourself but it's such a fun movie to do it but also like so intense like i've never had such a smile while being terrified in my life uh it's just a super well done movie. Uh, 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 favorite movie of last year by far. Uh, one of my favorite. I love this movie. I think uh, one because I know the sporting event that it entails, so I think that's what makes this movie even more close to me. I am not a huge Adam Sandler fan. I don't like him. Um, but this movie shows like, gosh, you could actually do something if you get the right people behind you. Get the hell away from Netflix. Um. But yeah, like the, the scene that I always go back to is when he puts it like all back in the money, like in the bag and hands it out the window when you think he's about to get away with it. Like he's about to give it up and like be back and he gambles again. And you're just like, oh, I'm going to vomit. And this, the ending takes me by surprise. Like it does not rest this entire time. I love this movie. I think it's a great 82. I have no problem. No problem with it being 82 in your list. Well done. I don't know if you win because Arsenic rates a little higher in my book, but you did quite well with this. Uh, everybody on Uncut Gems. Uh, this was like my 10 of last year. I really did enjoy it. It's a really stacked year, um, but it's a really great year. Adam Sandler gives my second favorite leading actor performance of the year. He's phenomenal. Um, Julia Fox is really great. At it, and I also think Kevin Garnett is excellent. Uh, it's kind of hard to play yourself. A lot of people will be like, oh, it's easy. But like when you come into a movie and you have to be a certain version of yourself that this film is requiring, that can be really challenging. I think Garnett delivered that really well. Um, I think it's really good. Uh, it's just I haven't seen it enough to warrant it a top 100 spot for me yet. Um, but I do enjoy this movie quite a bit. Uh, you want to go, Kurt? Yeah, I'll go. Um, yeah, this movie is weird because... Adam Seller, especially at the beginning, he's almost borderline doing like a Adam Seller kind of character, like but like in a dramatic role. 
And it took me a while to like kind of like sink my brain up with that because he wasn't doing that, but it felt like it was. And um, I, what I love about this movie is how many moments there are where you think it's all going to fall apart. Like that part at the beginning where he bets all the money and he's in the car with the guys. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's going to go completely wrong. And he wins. And like you kind of can breathe for a second. And then it just ramps up again. He gets himself another problem. And that's the whole movie up until and then those last 20 minutes are just like you're going to have a heart attack watching this movie. Um, I really like this. Uh, I've only seen it the one time. This is a movie that could really grow on me. I could see in two, three years. This, if I watch enough times, it cracking my top one hundred because uh, it's. It seems like it's a movie where there is more uh, to find. You know, more to you know, hidden gems. Ha ha ha. To to dig out of it. Uh, so yeah, I, I like this pick. Um, this is a great movie. I really do like Uncut Gems. I'm a little iffy on the ending, just personally, just how I feel it could have gone. It just feels like the easy way out. Personally, um, yeah, this movie's great. This movie makes you feel shitty all the way through, and I like films like that. And it also has a Madonna song in it, an underrated one, and I appreciate that as well. Oh, I also yeah. want to say um, the cameo the, for the guy from uh, Coming Wait, to America. Him? No, the, the neighbor. What's his name? I forget the actor's name. Jen Hurst. Oh, no, when he knocks on the door, he's like, he's, he, he was coming from America. Yeah, just stop talking. That is the single greatest movie cameo of all time, hands down. I love that. He's like, yeah, you know, my neighbor, it's the guy from Coming to America. And he opens the door, it's like, or it's the guy from Coming to America. I love that. That's my, one of my favorite parts of the movie. I just love Ghost. I didn't know Jen Hirsch had a small part. Jen Hirsch is not in Coming to America, my friend. I couldn't oh. remember if he had a small part or not, all right? I know oh. Jen Hirsch is in Uncut Gems, and I don't remember. Oh. I don't even fucking remember where in Uncut Gems Jen Hirsch is, but I know he's in the fucking movie. Okay, I just love it. Shut the fuck up, go. Uh, <laughs> what is Jake? Well, Jake. <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, number 82. I'm actually shocked that no one's going to have this on their list. Um, I'm looking at you two, Caleb. Uh, so it is 2019's Olivia Wilde's book smart. Cue Garth. Where's Garth at? Where's is this up? a tricky game? Wow, it is not on anybody else's list. I, I knew when it was coming out. I honestly thought I'm going to have it, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> uh, oh. So, yes, this is not my type of movie, uh, especially when it was coming out. And I'm sure Jim Green's going to be oh, because it has women in it, uh, which is, you know, insane of an idea to think. I kind of love this movie. This is one of those coming-of-age movies that I would not have expected to enjoy. It's kind of like the Lego movie in that sense, in which I went in with no expectations and went out thinking, holy shit, this did a lot that I was not expecting to do. I love the relationship between Molly and Amy, Kill Endeavor and Beanie Feldstein capture the characters perfectly. I really love that every character in the movie is easily defined by their personality. It's not just like a gimmick. Every character is easy to remember and is memorable. And I think everyone just does the A, the a game in this movie. Uh, everyone says that it's a lot like Superbad, and I just completely don't understand that. This film has a lot more style, and the music choices, I think, are fantastic. Uh, Gigi is the greatest supporting character of 2019, made brilliantly by Billy Lord. Uh, I am a golden starfish. You smell like my vitamins. Everything she says is amazing. Her story about losing her virginity is hilarious. And most importantly, this film is funny. This film is so funny. And I watched this with a girl a couple of weeks ago, and it was uh, a good idea. That's all I'll say. 
God. Um, uh, I think we just congratulations. Um, okay. <laughs> so this, I never understood that reference before of Super Bad, but I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Like, I, I get like the little raunchy, like teen kind of uh, at moments. There's this movie. This movie is four and a half out of star. Uh, four and a half out of five for me. Will always probably because there's one scene in this movie I can't stand. I can't stand it. I think it's weird. It's the doll scene. I think it takes me completely out of it. It like goes into a completely different movie at that point, and that's fine. But I think this movie is funny. I think it's charming. Um, it, it I. I enjoyed it a lot more than I anticipated I would. I didn't think I actually would like it, um, which I was impressed with. Um, so yeah, I great choice. I think eighty two of movies from twenty nineteen. I think this one actually deserves to. It could burst on people's list. Um, and every film should have a lot of smart set song, specifically from the album Jack Little Bill. That's all. Awesome. So you young kids, uh, why don't you have it on your list? So if I had rewatched this before the top 100, like more recently, this definitely would have exploded on this list. Uh, I it, I just watched it for the fourth time yesterday, uh, and I I fucking loved it. Um, and for some reason, I just didn't put it on here. I guess I just didn't. It went down for me the last time I had watched it. And I was like, I don't know. I watched it again yesterday, and fuck, this would have definitely been on my top 100. I love this movie. It's so quotable. Uh, Caitlin Deaver's amazing, like legitimately amazing. Uh, Boatman had a take on Billy Lord that I always thought was fucking ridiculous. And then on the last rewatch, his take actually clicked with me, and I kind of agree. Um, so it's a it's a great movie, and I'm mad I don't have it. Yeah, um, I uh, really, really enjoy this film. I haven't rewatched it since the theater, though, and that's main, the main thing. And then I, I just really think the, the drug scene isn't funny. That's just the, the big problem. That's kind of a big chunk of the movie that I didn't find funny. Um, but it's it's a, a really funny movie. Billy Lord is my favorite comedic performance of the 2010s. I legitimately think she is the funniest performance of the 2010s. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I get the super bad comparison. It's very much two geeks, one night, trying to go kind of on this giant bender to prove they're, they're cool. Uh, yeah, I, I like this movie. I've seen it a couple times now. Um, and yeah, the side characters are great. Uh, Billy Lord's great. The, the theater guys uh, are fantastic. I love uh, George so much. I love when, so when he's singing the song and he's like, shh, that's my favorite part of the movie. Um, but yeah, it's super bad. I mean, just so many of the beats. Like, there's a, there's actually a point in the movie where they have a fight at the party in the third act because they find out a secret that one's keeping about what's going to happen in college, and then the cops show up. It's like so, it's like so many beats are just super bad. So many others. It's very derivative of a lot of those type of movies. And I know it's like has a lot of the sensibility, like modern sensibilities of you know guys your age. Uh, so you know you might connect to that more, um, but yeah, I, I did. That, that was the downside for me. Is that other than that stuff, um, it was very derivative. Uh, Koho, I do have a question for you. Do you charge yeah. Robert Fair for riding your ass as much as he does? Because man, he is coming at you in the comments, and I love every minute of it. But <laughs> that should be added to the drinking game. Um, okay, uh, this is Kirk's eighty-two. Yes, my two. I think based on who's on the panel with me here, I'm probably done for the night. Uh, my eighty-two is Creed. Yikes! To a later episode.
All right. And go, uh, knowing the panel, you'll still be talking. I'm going to be talking for the rest of the episode. Uh, so my 82 is an unorthodox pick from a franchise that isn't very unorthodox. Uh, my 82 is Iron Man 3. Uh, oh, I, uh, I hated this when I saw it in the theaters. I hated this movie because it didn't give me what I wanted at 13 years old, which is the fucking Mandarin fighting Iron Man. I thought that was terrible. Right? I thought that was terrible. Every time I've rewatched it, I've fucking loved this movie more and more and what it's and, and appreciated it taking it as the movie it is. I love it. Shane Black doing Iron Man, I think, is fantastic. Uh dialogue and direction. The action is super unique, and I think the action of Iron Man 3 is maybe some of my favorite action in the MCU period. Uh the jumping from suit to suit at the end, I think, is really cool and an interesting sort of style to approach to take with Iron Man. Uh the way it affects that character, I think, and the way he plays with that character. Dealing with the fallout from 2012's Avengers, I think, is really interesting and done really well. I think this is Robert Downey Jr.'s third best performance in the entire MCU. Um, the, what he does with this character, I think he does it really fucking well. I think Ben Kingsley's amazing as Trevor Slattery, like, really fucking funny. Um, just, I'm Trevor, Trevor Slattery. Uh, and I think he's, like, one of my favorite people in this but movie. I <laughs> well, I panicked. But I handled it. Uh, it's so good. He's so good. Um, I get the criticism that like uh, Aldrich Killian's a bad villain because I, I don't disagree. Uh, once he becomes the actual like Mandarin, I am the Mandarin. It's kind of rough, but I enjoy this movie a lot. Faults and all. Um, I'm a Shane Black fan through and through, and Iron Man Three is one of my favorites. I love Bar. What What are we doing here? Um, so on rewatch, I just watched the whole MCU this year. Um, Rewatched it, and this movie did improve for me. I did enjoy it. I really did, but it's still 14 on my list on my MCU. So it's not like it's crazy high. I think it's a little it's crazy. Me. I think it's that that's that's nuts. <laughs> like that's a little nuts at times. I understand it's fun. Um, Where's fucking Nazario when I need him? Get in here, Nazario. Back me can up. You, can you mute yourself? You're done talking. That's my turn. Thank you. Um, so no, I think I, I understand the pick. I just, no, I don't understand the pick. I understand the pick at 98. I understand the pick at a hundred, but 82. Dang. Um, so what's everybody else think about this? One? I want to go last. Oh, sorry. Kurt. No, I said I want to go last. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Uh, I think that the first two thirds of this movie are legitimately brilliant. Uh, I think the writing is on point. I think everything is coming together. It's just super duper clever. And I really like what they did with Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin. But Aldrich Killian is awful. Like, I wouldn't mind what they did with Ben Kingsley if they would have had something good to put behind it. But the fact that we actually had this potential for a good villain and then we replace it with Aldrich Killian, who is a villain because somebody didn't show up to a meeting with him. If that turns somebody into a supervillain, everyone who has ever interacted with Dominic Rizzi would be a supervillain. <laughs> Man, boat had that one in the chamber. Done. I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. No. <laughs> But uh, I, I think it's still a good movie, so it's not like, why are you doing this, Coho? But it's not top 100 for you. 
And you're a winner. Well, that's it. Did Jake that's, just quit? That's not how you spell winner. Go ahead, Jake. Jake, um, go ahead. This, this is, I like this movie a lot. I think this is uh, an underrated MCU film. Uh, I agree with certain people in this community that Rebecca Hall should have been the villain of the movie and not Guy Pearce. Uh, I like Guy Pearce, but he just doesn't really have much to do in this movie. Um, I, I, I can't beat that. That's all I'm going to say. Boat should have went last. Holy fuck. <laughs> um, I actually rewatched this recently just because I had Disney Plus on and I was going to take a nap, but I wanted to put something to fall asleep to. And I ended up watching most of it. Um, yeah, this movie's trash. This is the worst movie in the MCU. Um, yeah. There's nothing I hate yeah. more than when a director takes a franchise movie and just basically takes it like, let's get rid of this, 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 makes just their movie and paints a thin veneer of the IP on it and says, here, here's your movie. You know, this movie didn't give me... I, I, I didn't want Iron Man versus Mandarin. I just wanted Iron Man in my Iron Man movie. Sue me. You know, if I would if, if I would watch, Kiss, watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I'll watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. If I'm watching an Iron Man movie, give me an Iron Man movie. I'm watching this movie in the third act Robert Downey Jr. Don Chilo are running around with handguns like this, like it's friggin' lethal weapon. I'm like, it's a damn Iron Man movie. Where's Iron Man at? And then those, then then they do the house party protocol at the end. I'm like, those suits were waiting the whole time. I could have had Iron Man in this whole movie. It's called, I know it's called Iron Man Three because Iron Man's in it for three minutes. That's why it's Iron Man Three. This this is just, I hate this movie so much. I hate what they did with the Mandarin, and I hate hate the thing like, oh, you just want the racist stereotype. They haven't done the racist stereotype Mandarin in the comics for 30 years. It's true. Kirk Sandernet knew what to do. It's true. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I'm adding it to the list. Finish your drink, whatever. But with shut up, kill some man is perfect, also. I I have an issue with this, and I want him to be back because the say this is the worst. MCU movie is just stupidity. Have you watched Thor: The Dark World? That Captain Marvel. That movie is garbage. Captain Marvel exists. The Incredible Hulk exists. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two exists. Kirk, I want to tell you something. This is how I win. Um, okay, so uh, we haven't been able to be finished uh, with him. He'll when he comes back, we'll see. Uh, we're gonna go to uh, Bowman's eighty-one. Uh, Caleb, let me know if it gets yikes. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, my eighty-one is Kill Bill Volume Two. Yikes! Later on. Oh, okay, well, you're done for the night. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Bowman. <laughs> this is how I win. This is how I win. Jake, did your internet just cut too? Okay, no, you're eighty one. Yeah, I'd like to just make a point right now. Adelaide Spence is terrible opinions. Thank you very much. What? Good night. All right. Guardians two and Captain Marvel are not better than Iron Man three. Go to bed. You, go ahead, Jake. you are you go watch cats. You are so wrong. All right. 81. We're going to end this good, or at least for my list. Um, kind of gave a big hint. It is the one and only Purple Rain. Uh, yeah, I I know what this guy's going to say, but it's my turn. To go, go to me last. 
Uh, I I don't know if a lot of people know this in this community, but I love Prince. He's probably my favorite artist ever. I love his music. The Pepper Rain album is my favorite album ever. It's about the coming of age story of a singer, a musician, and kind of it's weird because we haven't seen a Prince biopic before and since Pepper Rain, and I think that's because it Pepper Rain captures everything that we need in a Prince biopic. It details kind of his relationship with his parents, specifically his father during his times as a musician and during his, um, his, during him being a, a young adult and kind of the film goes through with the idea of just collaboration and being a musician. And I really love the music. I think that's the biggest thing about why I love this movie is that every song in the movie is amazing. 10 out of 10, perfect. Every song is just perfect. I love his relationship with, um, I'm gonna mispronounce her name. Give me a sec. Apollonia? Apollonia is a, a prince protege in and of itself. Um, the dynamic between Prince and Morris Day, I think it's really good in his band the time. Every, so everything about this is perfect, and I really love the last 20 minutes when it's just Purple Rain, I Would Die For You, and Baby I'm a Star. It's like the best way you can end any concert is those three songs. I love this movie, and the way it's shot. The purple lighting is perfect. It's great. Everyone, check out Purple Rain, except Zach Ford. Uh, I have not seen Purple Rain. I have not seen Purple Rain. I'm not a huge Prince fan, but I'm not. I don't think he's like. There's people in this community think he's bad. I don't think he's bad at all. I think he's great. I just haven't seen this movie, so that's that's where I sit. Um, everybody else besides Coho, what do you think about Purple Rain? I haven't seen it. Don't eat Thorin. Haven't Kirk? seen it. By All the right. way, Kirk, your take on MCU was so bad, your power went out. So maybe you should take that as a sign right. that you need to clean up your act. Okay. I have gotten, I've gone on record in my own state even, to much chagrin of everyone I know, that Prince is overrated. He's not a good singer. He's a fine songwriter. He's a great guitar player. Guitar player. He is, that's about it. I don't really like his music, and I hate his attitude. I hate the attitude that 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 that, that guy brought to everything he did. Just it was so cocky. Just I don't like Prince as a person or as an artist. So when they made a movie, a fucking movie about the only album he made that wasn't dog shit, and it was, and it's totally bad. Says everything you need to know about Prince. There's nothing about Prince. That is, that is good outside of how he can pick the strings on a guitar. Honestly, that character is unrelatable. He's not a character I root for. That movie is terribly written. It's written based on a fucking soundtrack that is completely okay. Bury it. Bury Purple Rain, and I, I'll, I'll go jump in Lake Minnetonka, Holtzman, but fucking God, Prince is just over. But a brilliantly written film is The Amazing Spider-Man <sighs> Better written than uh, Purple Rain. Okay, um, Kirk, do you need to say anything more about the Mandarin? Uh, no, I, that's uh, enough's been said. Okay, we all disagree with you, um, but that's fair. Uh, okay, 
So we're going to Kirk's at 81. Um, first of all, what was Bowman's 81? I missed that. Kill Bill Volume 2. That was a yikes, yeah. Okay, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. Hey. You guys all talked over okay. so My 81's going to get yikes anyway. anyway. My 81 was Kill Bill Volume 2, and it was yikes. Okay. Uh, my 81 is Sing Street. Yikes to a later yeah. episode. Well, Kirk, I'm glad you came back. Uh, and we're going to close it out. I got Go ahead. Okay, 81, Coho. My 81. At this point, I hold them almost even. Uh, so, Nazario, be happy. This one just ticks upward for nostalgia. 81 is Iron Man. Um, I think Iron Man is excellent. It's a miracle this movie exists and is as good as it is. The character, Tony Stark in the comic books, is really uninteresting. I don't like comic book Iron Man whatsoever, uh, outside of maybe one or two storylines that he has that are okay. Um, and so when they were like, we're making an Iron Man movie, I was like, good luck. Uh, the fact they made this, they made this without a working script. Favreau really just had RDJ get on set and improv. RDJ was born to be Iron Man and he kills, kills the role in this movie. Um, we, we watched, when we did the watch long, I made a lot of my thoughts known there. Uh, me and Cody will say this till the day we die. Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps is one of the best MC lines, period. Uh, Jeff Bridges is great as Obadiah Stane. I think he's menacing as all hell. I'm really bummed that he died because, honestly, I would have loved to see Obadiah Stane come back in future oh. movies. Um, he's one of the best MCU villains. Bottom of the top ten, but he's still up there for me. Um, yeah, I I enjoy this movie in just about every aspect. The only aspect I don't really care for is Terrence Howard's roadie. I'm really glad Don Cheadle took over the role because he's good. Terrence Howard's fine. But, like, Don Sheetle is considerably better to me. Um, other than that, this movie is excellent. Uh, and it just barely uh, ticks above Iron Man 3 for me at this point. They're just about neck and neck. Okay. Uh, so, Iron Man, the original Iron Man, is my fourth uh, favorite MCU movie. I absolutely love this movie. I love how it sets it all up. I think Obadiah Stane is one of the best villains in the MCU. I really do. Uh, that scene alone with Pepper and um, Obadiah in the office is still freaks me out because uh, he, I think he's that good in it. Um, so I'm okay with this being your 81. I don't care about your 82 because I think that's a lot. But um, what does everybody think about Iron Man? I'll go the opposite this time uh, because this, I think, is the, probably the cream of the crop of the MCU. Uh, I When I made this list, I had about 125 movies that I narrowed it down to before I finalized the list, and Iron Man was on it. When I made my list last year, Iron Man did make it, fell off a little bit. Um, but yeah, this is definitely probably top three, top four, at least for MCU for me. Um, I love the fact it still holds up. And it holds up without all the MCU flair around it. Doesn't have any of that, you know, any of that 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 icing on the cake. It's just Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. And yeah, I still think it's one of the best. Um, I like this movie. I really don't care for the action scenes. I think that could have been better. They're really boring and stale. Um, it's no Kangaroo Jack, but I mean, what movie is? 
I think this is a really fun movie. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is excellent. Uh, he just explodes with so much charisma and energy that it's impossible to ignore. Uh, Jeff Bridges doesn't get enough credit for being really fun as Obadiah Stane. Um, it's it's the oh it's like the default MCU that they've been trying to recreate all this time, and for good reason. Yep. Okay, we've reached it. We're done with another episode. We're done with another week. Some bar, some punches have been thrown. The chat has been angry. We're only going to get longer from here. Uh, first of all, we're going to go Boatman. Boatman's overall list for the night was. Had some really good ones. I really liked this episode. Uh, some were yikes. Uh, thank you for putting the player on. So I watched the player. So I appreciate that. Um, next, we're going to go to Jake. Um, Jake put Jake picks, and that's what this episode was about. But he doesn't know that I don't like half his choices. So <laughs> that's fine. Or I haven't seen. Um, I had two actually ones that I really didn't like. So that's, that's fair. Um, then we had Kirk. Kirk wins again this week, I think, for me. just I mean, he puts on that I'm going to watch. Um, but but Kirk's- I don't know why you're talking. This is my show. Um, Arsenic and a Lace uh, is by far the, the one that I think should have been on more list. And since it's not, and the others get to be talked about, that's fine. Uh, and Coho. Um, uh, Dog Day Afternoon, great. We haven't talked about it, though. Um, and Iron Man. And Almost Famous. Those are three takeaways. We'll take them as that. And I, I like Iron Man, so that's fair. Okay. Cody, uh, all this all this goodwill I'm building now, please remember it, because I'm going to spend it later. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how, we'll see how it goes. Um, uh, yeah. So that was the week. Uh, things that are coming up still, we have like uh, Scott Pilgrim, uh, Dog Day Afternoon, Almost Famous, Ghostbusters, uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Kill Bill, uh, Midnight in Paris, The Departed, um, Sing Street, Creed. So we have a lot coming up. This is going to be exciting. I appreciate everybody for coming and watching. This is like, this is exactly how I wanted this to go, and I think it's building each week um, and how it goes. So I'm excited to see what comes up next. Um, and, guys, thank you for for spending the summer with me and also thank you for uh making the episodes fun because that's what's the most important again i want to do more of these so this if this is successful and people like this we will bring this back it will be kind of our split thing i will definitely get kirk in the hosting chair for one of them so we will see you next week uh for the top 100 of 70 uh 80 to 71 so see how many yikes come up next see you next week I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. You have part of my attention. You have the minimum amount. I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. You got a lot of problems, don't you? Oh, it's good to be back. Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. Smug smile. Definitely eat shit. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. You can't handle the truth.